ASMR. <laughs> Hello, future Shay. <laughs> you know that's gonna be the intro now. <laughs> Hello, future Shay. <laughs> this is me being an idiot. everyone welcome back to the vera podcast i am your co-host tiana and i am shay and today we are going to talk about diet culture mm-hmm. so it's one i'm pretty excited about yeah just because i think there's so many elements to it but i think to start why don't we do a little weekly recap oh yes <laughs> love that i think we should do a little recap yep okay Ooh. Um, so again, your top three, top three favorite things that happened this week. Can I look at my calendar? Yeah, sure. Ooh, I have one. Okay, what? Um, when I had my session with a client yesterday and he came in in a really brutal mood and left smiling and happy and said he was going to come back the next day. That like was the best start to my day. I love that. Yeah. That's, like, such a good confidence booster, and, too. Like, the best kind of compliment, too. Mm-hmm. Like, best compliment. Yeah, that's really good. Okay, you go. Well, I've been staying at a friend's house all week because um, they're away right now. So, instead of living 35 minutes away from work, I've been staying five minutes away from work. And even though I've been late every single day... <laughs> As per usual. But it's still, a, it's not as bad. <laughs> no, it's still not as bad. And I'm, I'm waking up like an hour later than I normally would. So you're getting extra sleep. No, yeah. maybe you're not sleeping as well as you would at home, but at least you can sleep in a little bit. Yeah. I'm definitely feeling less sleep deprived this week. That's good. So, um, yeah, that's, that's a really a good, good thing. Okay. You go. Okay. Oh, well it was Tyler's birthday. Mm -hmm. on the weekend Mm -hmm. and we had a really fun day we like took the day before his birthday to like celebrate and we went um to a really great sushi restaurant had a great lunch we went downtown went and got ice cream and then we came back home and had like a movies and appy night and made like all kinds of snacks and that's so cute it was really nice so that was like a highlight oh i love that yeah that's fun okay um we we're very professional and mm-hmm. we got some video workouts done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So maybe we were very like, nerve wracking. Oh, that was, that was really scary because, okay. So for these, we can't go too much into detail yet. Sorry for it's coming. keeping the suspense, but, um, we basically couldn't mess up or else we'd have to start all over again. And so it was really hard, like, with everybody coming into the freaking window. Well, yeah. And, like, waving at us goodbye and well, stuff. Well, in our office, like, the, the whole door is a window, and then there's a window, like, that makes up the wall. So everyone that walked by was yeah. trying to, like, get... Especially, like, when you were... I think by the time I was doing mine, you were out there, like, guarding the door. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> do not distract her. But when you were doing yours, like, I was on the floor, and I could see how many people were, like, snooping in and trying to see, and, yeah. like... Yeah. There were even people going like this. And I'm like, oh, don't mess up. Don't mess up. I'm sure if you really looked at the video, you'd probably see your eyes like (laughs) drifting. Yeah, Yeah. I know. But that was, that was good. I feel more confident with it now. And it was kind of fun. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I'm excited to watch mine back because I have no idea mm-hmm. what it looks like or, like, how awkward or confident I was because mm-hmm. I, like, really felt like I was Jane Fonda while doing it mm-hmm. and, like, counting it out and, like, it was really fun, but I just need to make sure it, like, looks that way and <laughs> it's not just in my head. I'm sure it will. Yeah, so that was really, really fun. Mm-hmm. Um, you have one more? Again, today was a good day. Today was... Yeah, it was fun. Like... It was as close to what we'll get as a day off, like, the fact that we weren't stuck in the office all day, and we, like, got to do other things Mm -hmm. was really nice, and I liked that we started early. As much as the day felt long, it wasn't like, like, it's already getting late and we need to get stuff done. Like, it just felt, it was good. Yeah, I love getting up and out Mm -hmm. That's what I was saying to, like, my early um, 6 a.m. client, because he's Mm -hmm. like, oh, you must hate, like, doing this, and I was like, honestly, no, Mm -hmm. because you're forcing me get up and out of bed and after you I start my day at seven and like I love that so like it's fine yeah no like tomorrow because I have to be at the gym at 10 15 mm-hmm. I'm not getting anything done until 10 15 yeah like, exactly so like yeah it's it's really nice to have those days once in a while because it's just nice to relax and to have some sleep but mm-hmm. at the same time like it's just very unproductive. And you feel not productive. Yeah. yeah. So I pre- I do appreciate the days that I have to get up early, mm-hmm. for sure. No, I do too. The um, last one? I mean, we got booster juice today. What can Honestly, I say? it was so good. It was so good. And, like, what? I haven't had one literally since before mm-hmm. everything shut down. It's been a long time. And it was so good. We both got the mango hurricane. Oh, so good. Yeah. Would do it again. Yeah. Could go for one right now. <laughs> All right. Um, okay, well, that's our top three things. Yeah, I hope that was entertaining for you guys. <laughs> um, and so now we're going to get into our... Our topic for today. Topic, which is diet culture. Um, before we begin, definitely a disclaimer. We are not doctors. We have no, no certification in this kind of topic. Um, This is strictly a conversation between us, uh, all of our personal um, thoughts, opinions, everything is just our own. So take this as a conversation. Do not take this as advice, um, medical advice. Mm -hmm. So we hope you enjoy Mm -hmm. listening to us talk about it. Um, and hear our opinions on it. Mm-hmm. Um, but please um, consult your own healthcare providers if you have any serious questions or concerns with what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. And I think if you have questions though and you want to have a discussion, I think we'd both be happy mm-hmm. to talk about things. Yeah. Like, I, I love talking about that kind of stuff. So I think it'd be cool if you had questions to like reach out yes. and we can chat. I think that would be really cool too. Please reach out. Kay. We love we love hearing from you guys. So, all right. Um, well, I think what the best way to kind of start this off is to give some clarification on on what all of the diets, quote unquote, that we're going to talk about today are and what they actually mean, like definition yeah. wise. Yeah. So there have been diets throughout all of history. Mm-hmm. Um, like I know the Atkins diet yeah. was a very popular one, but is not really anymore. No, you don't hear a lot about it anymore. No. So we are going to be focusing on what are the most popular diet trends Mm -hmm. and diet regimes and what we hear about that are going on right now yeah okay Okay. so 
let's start it off. Okay. First one. So the first one that we wrote down was vegan, one you hear all the time Mm -hmm. as of lately. So to give you the Google definition of what veganism is, um, it's the practice of abstaining from the use of animal products, particularly in diet, and an associated philosophy that rejects the commodity status of animals. An individual who follows the diet or philosophy is known as a vegan. Distinctions may be made between several categories of veganism. Do you want to explain that a little further? Yeah. um, I think um, in terms of veganism, you can have people who um, solely relate it to food, Mm. or you can have people that solely relate it to, like, their whole lifestyle, and they only use um, vegan skincare, hair care, clothing, everything. Like, everything they own, touch, use in their life was not harming animals in any way, whereas... A more food-focused vegan, I guess is what I would call them, mm-hmm. would just be someone who focuses what they consume and they eat mm-hmm. as opposed to everything else. Yeah. Okay. So this, um, we will, let's dive into veganism a little bit yeah. for a second because that brought up a really good point of, I know I've heard like, oh, well, they're vegan. Well, how about their car seats are leather Mm -hmm. or what about your leather jacket or your boots yeah I have a lot of personal experience with that yeah and so that like talking about diet culture Mm -hmm. that comment is not like it's just so So, false I don't think many I didn't realize that there were different stages of veganism and like to me me as a person I am an all-encompassing person, so Mm -hmm. if I were to really go for veganism, I would take it as as much as I could, the whole thing, but I know a lot of people aren't like that, Mm -hmm. and they go, well, I don't want to put into my body Mm -hmm. any animal products, and it's not always necessarily to do with the animals, Mm -hmm. and that might be a controversial like thing to say Mm -hmm. but it's not Mm -hmm. like that just is how it is with some Some people people. so I think leading into this we can talk about if we've tried it or if this is a diet that we have yeah tested okay so for you go ahead first okay I have I have tried being vegan for no purpose other than the fact that I wanted to figure out my digestive system um I love animals Mm -hmm. and I try my best to be as locally sourced, humane, Mm -hmm. organic, like farm raised Mm -hmm. as I can, but I don't have a problem Mm -hmm. with eating meat Mm -hmm. otherwise. Mm -hmm. Um, So in my sake, I think I went vegan for maybe three weeks, maybe two or three weeks. I thought Um, it was more than that for some reason. three Three to four weeks somewhere Mm -hmm. around there and it was not only vegan but gluten-free and sugar-free as well Mm -hmm. like I totally cleansed yeah and then what I did was slowly brought back one thing after the other and Mm -hmm. protein actually was the first thing I brought back Mm -hmm. just because of the way I train Mm -hmm. and the way I live my life protein is really important to me Mm -hmm. and I honestly don't have the time of day to source that in other areas. Mm-hmm. I know it's possible. Mm-hmm. I know it can be extremely healthy, mm-hmm. but like I just don't have time mm-hmm. for that kind of of diet. Mm-hmm. Um 
And so I didn't mind it. Mm-hmm. It's just not for me. Yeah. And that's totally fine. And yeah. nothing wrong with that. Yeah. At all. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. You go into it now. <laughs> <laughs> so I was <laughs> vegan for a little over a year and a half. Um, was vegetarian for about four years before that. And we'll talk about that one later. But um, sticking to when I was vegan, um, it just kind of happened. Like I didn't really think too much of it. And I was one of those people who was probably somewhat controversial, but I wasn't totally like, I didn't do it entirely just because I love animals. Mm -hmm. I did it because I was trying to figure out my body. Mm -hmm. And at the time I realized now, I didn't realize then it was, it was kind of a way for me to justify being borderline too restrictive. Mm -hmm. So at that time I was really insecure, not liking my body and was restricting my diet in a lot of ways. And I came to this like realization where I was like, whoa, if I label myself as vegan Mm. and I don't eat this and I don't eat this and I don't eat this, it lets me narrow down. Like my mind was all over the place. But that's, that's really like great that we're bringing this up Mm -hmm. because Uh, to me that is the definition of diet culture Mm -hmm. and the whole negative side of it and that's like looking back now as no longer a vegan I can I'm able to see from like an outside perspective of like whoa like I wasn't doing it for the right reasons I wasn't doing it right Mm -hmm. and I like I just wasn't comfortable and secure in myself and like that's why I did it and now I understand that like that's not right yeah but don't get me wrong while doing it I felt great I Mm. cooked a ton and like in the middle of it so in the beginning of when I like was vegan it was very like experimental and I didn't really know I probably wasn't getting enough of things and then like hit my peak of veganism and I was eating all the best food Mm. I like cooked so well I got all like my plant-based protein and I like knew it so well Mm -hmm. And then I, like, declined back down the last, like, six months. Yeah. And I was eating garbage. I was getting, like, the cheap protein, the alternatives that, like, I hate. Like, at my core, mm-hmm. I hate, like, meat alternatives and cheese alternatives. Like, I just don't like them. They're loaded with garbage, in mm-hmm. my opinion. And so I hit a point on that decline where I was like, hold up. This is no longer me anymore. It doesn't match up with... It doesn't match up with my values. Like, what I'm consuming doesn't match anymore. And, like, Mm -hmm. why am I still doing this? Like, what is my reason? And I had grown in that year and a half, and I realized I was more secure, and I was more comfortable, and I was able to understand it. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, okay, well, like, let's phase this out a little bit, and I think I'm ready to, like, make that change. Mm -hmm. And then it was, like, a literally a year-long process for Mm -hmm. me to get out of that yeah and like be comfortable with eating other foods Mm -hmm. so it was a lengthy lengthy thing (laughs) yeah no I think that's I think it's very important to say that there is a big difference between um what am I trying to say like in no way is that saying that veganism is bad Mm -mm, no being vegan is amazing it is and I am inspired by raw food vegans and the people who do it well Mm -hmm. what concerns me is when people don't do it right yeah and I think the the most elevated thing that we're trying to say is that diet can can come from a very insecure Mm -hmm. very 
unknowing, um, naive place. Totally. As an excuse to be unhealthy. Mm-hmm. Like, not knowing. But you're labeling yourself as something healthy because that's how the, it, like, the world perceives that word. And mm-hmm. you think that, like, you're super on it and, like, you're, you're super clean eating. Yeah. But really, you're just are excusing not being healthy. Yeah. Yeah. So. so I think that's a really, like, that is the main point mm-hmm. in bringing up this topic because, like, diets can be so great mm-hmm. and they can benefit so many people in other ways. And we'll get to that later on. Yeah. Like, we'll talk about what we're doing now, which mm-hmm. you can consider a diet. Yeah. And, like, it it works for some people and and in the other side of things it it can be very misleading mm-hmm. and very very hard mm-hmm. um to keep moving through do you want to read the next one yeah that one there okay so the next one by the way um we would love to hear any of your if any of you are vegan if you have been vegan in the past like I love to hear stories of triumph, stories of, you know, yeah, I tried it, but it wasn't for me. Like, Mm -hmm. I just, I want to know more about people's personal stories Mm -hmm. with these diets. And I want to know, like, who was successful and and who it didn't work for. Mm -hmm. So Because what I've learned is they're different for everyone. Yeah. And, like, that's what I would want people to take away from this is, like, none of what we're saying is right or wrong. Yeah. And you have to figure it out on your own. Absolutely. Like, this is what we've lived through and what we have found for our lives that Mm -hmm. work and don't work. Like, in no way does that mean that it's going to work or not work for you for anyone else. So, yeah, it would be really interesting to hear some of your guys' stories on Mm -hmm. this topic yeah totally okay moving on to vegetarianism so google defines this as the practice of abstaining from the consumption of meat and may also include abstention abstention from byproducts of animal slaughter Uh, vegetarianism may be adopted for various reasons many people object to eating meat out of respect for sentient life that was a cool definition yeah I think that's a really cool definition um and it's a good point like lots of people just like veganism do it for many different reasons Mm -hmm. um a lot of times it is for over respect for animals Mm -hmm. um and creatures sometimes it's a cultural thing too totally is a cultural thing yeah yep um, and also now more than ever, it's a huge environmental thing as well. Yeah. You like, know what did it for me? What? Charlotte's Web. <laughs> Not kidding. No, but you know what? I think, I think <laughs> that there are many people out there with the same story. <laughs> yeah. That's what like sent me over the edge. <laughs> And I cried. I could see little Shay being yeah. like, that's it. I'm, I'm not, done. I'm done. <laughs> Haven't oh. eaten meat since. That's actually, so I stopped eating like pork first because of Charlotte's Web. <laughs> and I didn't eat pork. This was probably like six when I made that decision, just solely for that. And then it wasn't until I was like 14 that I was like, actually, I'm going to cut it all. Oh. <laughs> yeah. But like, it's always something different mm-hmm. for everyone. Okay, so here's a question I have for you. Okay. How supportive were your parents of that? Very. That's amazing. And I was really lucky. At the beginning, it was kind of weird, and I, like, 
But the thing with my family is we weren't, like, a huge meat-eating family. Like, it wasn't every meal. Mm-hmm. It was more often than not. But my my mom especially, my dad to this day still makes fun of me for not eating burgers. <laughs> but my mom especially was very, like, oh, okay. Like, what can I make you? And, like, what can you make? And how can we make it work? Mm-hmm. And, like, and then she started loving, like, when I would cook and we'd, like, create different kinds of meals. Oh, but, that's yeah, so cool. I was really lucky because I know a lot of people, like, if they say that, their parents are like, well, you cook for yourself then. That would be my parents. Yeah. Like, my mom would, I mean, there were times where I was not eating meat and she was, she would say, you know, you can have the rice and mm-hmm. the chicken, but I'm not making you a separate meal or whatever, which fair enough but Mm -hmm. it's so difficult when you live with your parents still like especially as a kid it's like you don't have the resources to get all the proper and you don't understand at that point like especially when I was in high school and vegetarian like god I know for a fact I wasn't getting enough of things Mm -hmm. because I would live off of like toast for breakfast I'd bring a cliff bar and an apple to school Mm -hmm. maybe go to the grocery store and get a muffin to have with my lunch yeah and then I'd come home and have whatever scraps I could have oh. from dinner. So, like, it's – but it's so sad looking back now. But, like, I was like, oh, I'm doing this and, like, I'm trying and I'm doing it, like, my way. And – but, like, now it's like, no, it was not right at all. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. hmm Interesting. Okay. Yeah. That's a – that's a good um, – I was very interested in yeah. knowing that. Yeah. Um, okay. Anything else about uh, vegetarianism? No. I think – So – I I think the culture around vegetarianism, um, okay, I don't think it's as extreme as veganism. No. I I don't really understand why, because they're the same principles, like, I guess. You know how I see it, though? Mm -hmm. I see it as... Like, it's veganism is more extreme mm-hmm. because it's a more extreme diet. Mm-hmm. You're taking vegetarianism and you're stepping it up a notch. Right. And you can even step it up a notch from that, right? Yeah. So I think that the people who choose, I'm saying the people, and I know not all of them are like that because I was yeah. not one that was like that, but the the majority of the culture who does take it to an extreme is because they feel as though they're the extremists of that right. diet. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, yeah. It's, just, it's just bigger. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. again, they are similar, so... Yeah. I feel like... You know what? Okay, let's let's go a little bit deeper here. Mm-hmm. You hear all the time about the holier-than-thou vegan and vegetarians, yes. but mostly vegans. Yes. I've never personally experienced a holier-than... Have you? Yes. Really? Okay. Yes. Can you talk about that? Yeah. Um, I was so not one to start this off, and, and the way I define them as as a holier-than-thou is a pusher. Okay, I like that way better, because I, I did not like... I know. I, I didn't know how to put I, it. I would say they're a pusher, yeah. and I say that because they are someone who believes that their diet is superior, mm-hmm. everyone needs to be their diet, and they're going to push it on you. Mm-hmm. And I have experienced... I had a coworker at one point... <laughs> who was vegan mm-hmm. and I was working at a health food store. So mm-hmm. it was of course like a thing. Mm-hmm. And he would always mention that he's vegan and he would always talk about how it's better. And he would always spring up like, have you seen this um, documentary? Have you seen this? And, and I'm vegan because this, and it's just, whether it's conscious of him or not, mm-hmm. it's just pushy. Mm-hmm. And that is, I think where the, the, um, the label comes from. And like the, 
the judgment comes mm-hmm. from because there are some that are like that. Yeah. And they just believe that it's the best. Where do you think that comes from? Um, really strong beliefs. Yeah. I don't think there's anything wrong with the beliefs. I have a problem with pushing your beliefs on other people. Yeah. So if you strongly believe that what you think is right, have at her. Yeah. Like you believe that, but there's no need to force it on other people yeah. is kind of my thoughts on yeah, that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I, I definitely had to bring that up because yeah. that is that is a big um, uh, misconception. It is. And non-misconception of veganism. Well, and that's, so that's the other side of it was when I was vegan and I used that label, I always had people, it kind of felt like they were, like, walking on eggshells around Mm. me and, like, they didn't want to offend me, but then I would also get somewhat mocked for it at the same time, like, because they just assumed that I was, I'm going to call it a pusher. Yeah. (laughs) And, like, I was going to push my thoughts on them, which really, I'm so, like, a you eat what you want, Mm -hmm. I'll eat eat what I want, and we don't have to worry about each other kind of person. Mm -hmm. So I just am not like that, but I definitely had people think I was. Yeah, there's definitely the other side of the token there because Mm -hmm. you hear all these things um, and these misconceptions. Yeah. And so also, like, that is is a thing in life with human beings. Mm -hmm. When, When you are, when you don't know about something especially if it's a popular thing mm-hmm. um or this uh taboo yeah kind of thing people go crazy over it like mm-hmm. people get very um dramatic and and they take it almost personally mm-hmm. like with anything taboo yeah which is ridiculous and I don't get it I don't get it and that kind of leads into how we were going to talk about like labels later on and like exactly why I have a problem with labeling because Mm -hmm. the second you slap a label on your forehead Mm -hmm. it automatically kind of opens up people to assume something of you Mm -hmm. right yeah so but again going into that leading into our next one Mm -hmm. of plant-based mm-hmm. if you're ready to move into yep. that one yeah let's move into that one um a plant-based diet is a diet consisting mostly or entirely of foods derived from plants including vegetables grains nuts seeds legumes and fruits um, with few or no animal products a plant-based diet is not necessarily vegetarianism yeah so that's another one that people get extremely confused with mm-hmm. because, okay, I see all the time um, social media accounts, yeah. influencers, explain it however you'd like, yeah. with plant-based in their bios. Yeah. And do you know how much hate those people get oh, when they're seen eating meat? So, story about this. Um, I follow this blogger and cookbook author who I love, Minimalist Baker. Do you mm-hmm. follow her? Yeah. I adore her. Mm-hmm. I have all of her cookbooks. She's amazing. Like, actually obsessed with her. <laughs> and I originally followed her while I was vegan because I was like, oh my god, you're vegan. You have the best recipes. Like, I'm going to try these. Mm-hmm. And coincidentally enough, she phased out of being vegan the same time I did which was really cool for me. And all of a sudden I saw her using eggs in her recipes and she was cooking chicken. And I was like, oh, like this is really different and really cool because like I get you and I get the change. Mm -hmm. And then you go into her comments and people are losing it. 
and so awful to her, so rude. And that's where like that pushy judgment comes from. Yeah. And it broke my heart. Yeah. Because I was like, that's, I, I get you. And that is me. Yeah. And the same thing when like I phased out of it. I had even people in my close circle who, not meaning to, but, like, didn't totally understand and would still kind of, like, be like, oh, well, you can't eat that. Or, like, yeah. why are you eating? Can you eat this? Is that okay? <laughs> That's and so like, frustrating. It, I know. And so it's just it's just weird. So she was one who got a ton of backlash yeah. for mm-hmm. switching to a plant-based diet because yeah. she still eats mostly whole foods. She cooks with free-range chicken and free-range eggs and, like, she and like which is what I do. I eat fish if it's local mm-hmm. and I eat eggs if mm-hmm. they're local. Mm-hmm. And that is it. And that's my definition. So if I had to put a label, it'd be plant-based because that's how I eat. Mm -hmm. But again, it's stupid, the amount of backlash. Yeah. And the, and the misinformation and the assumptions. And also I just thought of this, Mm -hmm. like each diet is a community, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And pretty tight knit communities. Mm -hmm. So when someone is no longer within that community, I think that is a reason why there is backlash because, mm-hmm. I don't know, maybe do people feel not betrayed, but like... They just don't understand. Yeah. But I, again, I don't get why you have to take it personally mm-hmm. because it's not your life. It's a personal decision. Yeah. And I think that's the thing with food that like really gets me going because it's like, it's your choice. Mm-hmm. Why does anyone else in the world mm-hmm. have to have an opinion on mm-hmm. what you eat? Unless you're getting medical advice, no one else yeah. needs to have an opinion on what Hugely. you eat. Usually that right there quote mic drop mic drop (laughs) I love that it's so true though it is because and I think that's what like upsets me and like I just I just don't get it yeah no (laughs) nothing more to say to that I I completely agree one of my biggest pet peeves ever yeah no (laughs) literally it's true and I like majority majority of people that's the thing Mm -hmm. would agree with us yeah no for sure it's those that don't understand it that hmm would be like, what do you mean? Yeah. It's just a joke. And uh-huh. and they can live their life. Mm-hmm. And it is what it is. <laughs> it is what it is. <laughs> um, All right. Kay, on to the next. The next one, I think we can skip over because we've talked a lot What's about that one? pescatarian. It's just a, yep. a variation. So for those of you who don't know, um, pescatarianism is uh, basically like vegetarian it's a vegetarian diet it's a version of yeah without only with seafood some see this is where it gets controversial and this is where I have a problem with it because when I was trying to label myself I would label myself pescatarian and then they'd be like well you eat chicken (laughs) and I'd be like well no I don't but there's varying definitions I believe that it's seafood only Mm. but others believe it's white meat yeah I I grew up believing that it was white meat yeah so chicken and seafood yeah, and like turkey, I guess. Mm. Does that is that considered white meat? I don't know. You're asking the wrong girl. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, I consider it white meat. Cause like, some people some people consider pork white meat because it's not red. I consider it's its, its own category. <laughs> yeah. I in my non meat eating mind. Yeah. It's like chicken and turkey are together as yeah. white meat. Then you have pork as its home. Yeah. Thing. And then beef. <laughs> and then, like, red meat, beef, bison. Right. Things like that. Yeah. Yeah. No, because that's, that's one 
thing that comes up. Mm. Like, um, I have I have some family that are are pescatarian. I'm not sure if mm. they were pescatarian, um, but they would eat fish and chicken, chicken sometimes, mm. but mostly fish. seafood. Well, and that's the thing too is like I think it's meant to be a more lenient variation of mm-hmm. vegetarianism. Like mm-hmm. I think it's supposed to give you options. Yeah, yeah, and so the question like. I heard a lot from my cousins and from other people I told was like, well, does that mean they eat pork mm. all the time? So it's an interesting, interesting. observation. Oh, can you go into the next one? Yeah. Because this is kind of your, yeah. okay. your thing. So whole food is next. Um, the definition that Google says is whole foods are plant foods that are unprocessed and unrefined or processed and refined as little as possible before being consumed. Examples of whole foods include whole grains, tubers, legumes, fruits, and vegetables. Mm -hmm. This plus plant-based, so I would consider myself whole food Mm plant-based. So when I go grocery shopping for myself Mm -hmm. or am going to eat something, yeah, I look for the most unrefined things I can. Yeah. Um, it's not to be mistaken with a raw diet. Yes. Biggest misconception right there. Yeah. Can you explain that one more time? <laughs> okay. So whole foods does not mean that you're eating them as they come. So you're not eating all your vegetables raw. You're not eating, you know, um, mm-hmm. everything raw. That specifically is a raw food diet. Mm-hmm. Um, or raw vegan most most of the time, too. Most of the time is raw vegan. Um, so, yeah, whole food, I, you still cook things. Mm-hmm. It's just the ingredients you use are as close to from nature... From the earth. ...as possible. Yeah. And so I take it a step further, mm-hmm. and I go as local as I can. Yeah love that. Yeah. Um, I, my biggest concern is the environment. That's where my diet comes from is I want to be as eco-friendly as possible. And also I love where I live. I'm so passionate about where I live Mm -hmm. that I want to support local businesses as much as I can. Like that brings me joy. Mm -hmm. So if I find a new Vancouver Island, you know, piece of food or a granola bar or something and I really like it I get so excited and I'm like look at this it's made on Vancouver Island like Mm -hmm. so cool though it's so cool so um yeah whole foods um I don't know what else to say about that in my opinion it's an extremely healthy way to eat Mm -hmm. if you do it right I think to clarify too Mm -hmm is you, I think you take it not as a fully 100% restrictive diet too. I think you are awesome at understanding moderation and understanding when you allow yourself to have like a treat yeah, or not slip, but mm-hmm. you, you balance really well. Okay. So let's talk about that for a second. Yeah. Um, I have, I've always been pretty good with food I've had definitely had my issues in the past Mm -hmm. but I've I've just grown up around such a love of food that like even when I struggled it was actually really hard not 
to struggle. Like, you've never had a toxic relationship with food. No, it's always been so good. And I'm really, really grateful for that. Yeah. Um, Yeah, it's one of the things that I really, really, really appreciate from when I was younger. Um, But with my diet now... I just, like, you only live once. Mm-hmm. And I love food. Mm-hmm. My Nana's favorite quote is, I live to eat. I don't eat to live. I love that quote. I love that. Mm-hmm. And I just carry that with me because I just, if I see something I just really want to try, mm-hmm. or when I travel places. Oh, it revolves around food. I research restaurants first. Oh, for sure. And you check the menu, you mm-hmm. see what they've got. Yeah, yeah. I get that. Yeah. Totally the same. And to me, because I am my main focus is Whole Foods, mm-hmm. um, if the blizzard of the month comes out, I have no problem going and getting the snack size or the small size of the blizzard because well it's gonna go away in a month Mm -hmm. I'm probably gonna regret not getting it Mm -hmm. and that makes me less happy than just going and getting a blizzard and having dairy which I don't usually do because I enjoy it Mm -hmm. what I don't enjoy is eating blizzards and takeout and gluten and all this stuff all the time. Every day. Yeah. That's what I don't enjoy because I don't enjoy the feeling of it. Mm-hmm. So to me, like food and diet is not emotion based, but like happiness based. Mm-hmm. And I really listen to not my emotions, but my body. Yeah. Say it again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So like if I'm very grumbly and burpy and like cramping after something, that doesn't make me feel very good. Mm -hmm. So I'm not going to eat as much of it. Yeah. Moderation. And moderation. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, like I eat burgers. Mm -hmm. I eat chicken. I eat deep fried fatty foods. Um, But if you ask me what my average day-to-day meal is, I have... A gluten-free, healthy fat, healthy protein breakfast. Mm -hmm. I have greens, um, gluten-free pasta Mm -hmm. for lunch. Yeah. And, like, a whole protein, whole grain, whole veggie dinner. Yeah. On an average basis. Mm -hmm. So, like, it's hard to put a label on that. (laughs) And, And I think that's also important to talk about, too, though, because... Um, like, yes, neither of us have a massive following of any kind, Mm -hmm. but for people who look at you or who look at like my page and stuff, it creates this idea that that's how we are all the time. And that is how we eat all the time. And like, cause that's all we ever show. Right. And so I think it's actually really helpful for people who do look up to you and stuff and like your lifestyle to understand that, that you're not an all or nothing in that sense of the, of the word. Yeah. And you know what? I'll, I'll bring this up. I think especially um, being on social media and not even having a large following, mm-hmm. um, I still second guess posting chicken nuggets mm-hmm. or pop or those kinds of things because you expect hate. Mm-hmm. Which is so sad. From being 
I thought you were a personal trainer. I thought you're supposed to be healthy. Yeah. Like, what a great role model. Mm -hmm. And I have those thoughts and fears going through my head. I don't listen to them Mm -hmm. normally. That's good. Because I'm just like that. Like, even at the gym, I just... Honestly, if anything, it pushes me to do what I want more. More, yeah. Which... I don't know how I got that, but... But it's great. Well, it's been a long road. <laughs> yeah. But I have the same thing because my my username has the word wellness mm. in it. And so when I created that page, I had this idea of what I wanted it to be. And it's grown from that. But then I do. Like, if I have pizza for mm. dinner or, like, even homemade pizza or I get takeout from, like, a local place, I don't really want to post it. Because mm-hmm. it's like, I claim that I don't eat dairy. And mm. I claim that I... I eat really well. Mm-hmm. So you know what I mean? I, I get yeah. it. I totally get it. Yeah. So it's, I'm, I'm really glad that we're talking about this and that we're, we're putting it out there that the way we eat mm-hmm. is normal mm-hmm. and you should not feel guilty mm-hmm. for eating what you want. And I think if I could tell 16 year old me, oh my God, I, I, well, A, she wouldn't listen to me. But, but like, I just, it's been so, such a long thing for me to, like, be comfortable with that idea. Mm -hmm. And I just wish I could take back, like, those years where I, like, didn't appreciate food the way I do now. Yeah. And that's what's hard. Yeah. But it is what it is, and I learned from it. Yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, next. Um, paleo. Okay. This one's interesting to follow whole food. Because you are also, I would say, you follow a pretty paleo-based diet, actually. You know what? I really don't know the definition of paleo. I've heard many different things. Okay. So the quick definition I always give, because working in a health food store, I always had to have, like, quick. Yeah. Um, caveman. Okay. That's what I hear. Okay. But what comes after that is, like, okay, so I, there's, there's so there's strict paleo. There is. Where it's like you're literally eating whole grains. So, or think paleo based, I guess, I think is what, like, I think paleo based and whole food based are really along the same lines. Cause okay. I, I take paleo as your ingredient. So, like what you were saying about whole food, like, I don't take it as you eat like a caveman and you're mm. like eating raw meat and like raw everything, like you're biting off a tree branch. Yeah. Like, that's not how I see it. I see it as like you're eating meats. You're eating vegetables, nuts, seeds, fruits. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's all that's available to you. Like, you think if you're stranded on an island, what have you got? How can you cook it? That kind of thing. Yeah. Um, But anyway, the definition actually says paleo diet or caveman diet or stone age diet is a modern fad diet consisting of foods thought to mirror those eaten during the Paleolithic era. Mm. There are different variants of the diet. Some are predominantly plant-based, but the most recent popular variants focus on animal products. So as of lately, I've actually done a lot of research on this one because I find it fascinating. Um, But as of lately, people have taken paleo as like 90% of your plate is meat. 
at night because they think like which is fine yeah. but it's like heavy heavy protein and actually a lot of um like weightlifters and mm-hmm. like strength training mm-hmm. pros mm-hmm. will follow a really high protein paleo diet because it's clean mm-hmm. it's low processed and it's mm-hmm. a heck of a lot of protein mm-hmm. so i find it really fascinating mm-hmm. especially because it's so different than the way i eat yeah and so and like that's always something i've been curious about too because with training and stuff i always wonder in the back of my head like how would my body change yeah if i and like i don't know maybe one day mm-hmm. i'm gonna try it because mm-hmm. i genuinely am so curious of yeah how my physique and everything as a trainer especially that would be very interesting and to really document it and like yeah. figure out what i notice how i feel anyway yeah. i'm derailing but <laughs> no but that's as as someone who was vegetarian for so, so long. long like it's literally we're pushing eight nine years now that i haven't eaten meat other than fish yeah just a long time yeah it would be really interesting and at the time when i was eating meat i wasn't anywhere near athletic yeah so i and you were very young too so young mm-hmm. so now as like a mature adult who is active and trains properly yeah. like how interesting. how cool would that be as like an experiment yeah to and like i would do it fully like lean meat yeah. you know but like mm-hmm. it'd be so cool mm-hmm. anyway yeah no that would be <laughs> <I interesting>. <laughs> okay perfect um so paleo is just like yeah a very it's, it's a, along the same lines but it's just another different definition mm-hmm, of um whole food. of whole food yeah. yeah okay you can read the next one okay um okay <laughs> the one we both have thoughts on <laughs> yeah the one we've been waiting for that we have opinions on um keto so the definition of a ketogenic diet is a high fat adequate protein low carb diet that in medicine is used mainly to treat hard to control epilepsy in children the diet forces the body to burn fat rather than carbohydrates okay so real quick after that because it mentions a low carb diet can you just read the one below as well yeah so a low carb diet is uh restricts carbohydrate consumption relative to the average diet Foods high in carbs are limited and replaced with foods containing a higher percentage of fat and protein, as well as low-carb foods. Okay. So what actually scientifically, biologically happens in your body Mm -hmm. with ketosis? Okay. So to give you a scientific break it down, um, your body runs off of carbohydrates as energy your body the uses quickest the, well no it's it, sugar it, yeah and it's first response so when your body is searching for energy the first place it goes is your stored carbs mm-hmm. always and it's your the easiest to break down it's, and it's the fastest to break down and easiest to digest and it's mm-hmm. just fast the second you neglect your carbohydrates and you're not storing as much the next place it goes is your fat storage. Mm-hmm. And basically, when you use your fat storage for energy, you're burning that way faster because there's no carbs you can go through. So basically, what a state of ketosis is, is running off of fat for energy. Mm-hmm. Um, so to break it down, when you're following a keto diet, you are basically neglecting carbohydrates. And I don't just mean your breads and your sugars, like a lot of people think. like. Um, your carbohydrates are your fruits, your vegetables, everything like that. So when you follow a keto diet, you're relying on heavy fat, heavy protein mm-hmm. foods. To go even further into that, this is from, um, 
a website called dietdoctor.com. They have actual scientific references in here. Um, and I know from my own research that this is correct. In ketosis, your body produces ketones at an accelerated rate. Mm. Ketones or ketone bodies are made by your liver from fat that you eat and your own body fat. Um, your liver actually produces ketones on a regular basis, even when eating a high-carb diet. This happens mainly overnight while you sleep, but usually only in tiny amounts. However, when glucose and insulin levels decrease on a carb-restricted diet, the liver ramps up its production of ketones in order to provide energy for your brain. Mm-hmm. Once the level of ketones in your blood reaches a certain threshold, you are considered to be in nutritional ketosis. Um, and so going into that, this is where a lot of the misconceptions start with keto diets. Yeah. It is not an easy diet to follow. No. You have to be so strict and writing everything down, constantly measuring yourself and measuring your diet Mm -hmm. because there are certain levels of ketosis. Um, Mm -hmm. There isn't just being in ketosis and being out of ketosis. No, there are different levels and the different levels affect your level of burning fat. And I think you can go into that more if you want, but I think the way people use this diet is typically for um, like extreme weight loss. And I think one of the misconceptions is that it's long term, mm-hmm. which it's not. Mm-hmm. Um, and that I think is one of my main points and my opinion of this diet. Yeah. I just think um, if you had the, the, mindset mm-hmm. and were able to continue ketosis forever mm-hmm. you could mm-hmm. I would like to meet the person that could do that for a long period of time I'd also argue that it's not a sustainable mm-hmm. for your body mm-hmm. and now here comes a controversial one but not how your body is meant to function. Yeah. And I think the first one you said is more controversial than that. So my reason why I think the second one is controversial is because people argue with veganism that your bodies are meant to eat meat and human mm-hmm. beings are meant to eat meat. One of the biggest things I ever got as a vegan mm-hmm. was, well, our bodies are designed mm-hmm. to consume meat mm-hmm. products. And so one could argue it's no different. Mm-hmm. But I think the fact that it is... Um, like an actual function of your liver, do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Is is how I see it as not being how it's supposed to function. Yeah, I think like my concern now. I have read no mm. no articles on this. No, what are those called? Studies. No studies. Yeah. My initial thoughts on what little I know mm-hmm. is that like what happens to your liver after a while. You know what I mean? Like, I know nothing, but it's like, what happens? Like, your liver is working overdrive for so long. And that's the problem is your liver gets tired in simple terms. Your liver gets tired. And I think from from what I have read and understood from people, because when I worked at that health food store, keto was really big at that time. Like, that Mm. was 
the rising point mm-hmm. of keto when I was there. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we were constantly bringing in, like, new keto bars and new keto-labeled granola and, like, all this <clears throat> stuff. And so I was constantly talking to customers who were claiming they were following this diet. And I was – because I was so intrigued. And I was like, so, like, what's it doing? And, like, what have you been eating? And, like, how does it work? Yeah. So, okay. Let's, let's go into a different side of it. Okay. So – over a long period of time, mm-hmm. your body needs certain nutrients and minerals, mm-hmm. vitamins and minerals, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. You're not going to get all of those things with carb and protein only. I'm fat sorry. Fat and protein. Fat and protein only diets. Yeah. Like you're missing all of your micronutrients. And I I understand that in keto, you're you are allowed to eat a certain amount of dark leafy greens, a certain amount of those kinds of things within your diet. Because I know, I really know nothing about it. Yeah. I really know, I know very little of the scientific yeah. reason of ketosis. Yeah. And that's it. I don't know the the long-term yeah. benefits. I don't know the short-term benefits. Yeah. And I think to follow my whole philosophy of you eat what you want and I'll eat what I totally. want. Like, I'm only speaking from experience of not doing it. Mm-hmm. So I can't have a totally sound opinion. Yeah. So that's why, like, I would love to know a bit more from someone who has tried it. Yeah. So no judgment. Yeah. Just curiosity. Definitely just <laughs> curiosity. Yeah. Um, those are, so those are all of the most popular, I think. That um, we came up with while thinking. Yeah. yeah. Let us know if there are any others that you would like us to talk about yeah if you think are something that we should know about um like read more into because i love this kind of stuff so it'd be really cool to know what else is is out there yeah definitely okay um we talked about diets we've tried and kind of how we categorize ourselves i guess Mm -hmm. um another thing that we wanted to talk about was macros mm-hmm. and calorie counting. Um, I think we kind of decided this goes hand in hand with diet culture because we've both tried it. Yeah. Um, and it, and for me in particular, it tied into my diets that I were try like I was trying. Yeah. I don't know about you. Yep. Oh, for sure me. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So first of all, um, macros mm-hmm. are proteins, carbohydrates, and fat. AKA lipids, but we'll call them fats because that's the normal term for it. (laughs) The average term. The average term. (laughs) So your macros, we're going to shorten it, keep it nice and sweet. Yep. So all three of those are your macros. Um, So so what are we meaning when we say tracking macros and calorie counting? What does that mean? So on average, um, what what is the like government like nutritional? The... Average. Please take this as an average macro split. Literally everybody's different. Yeah. Especially the, athlete too, uh, not athlete. And yeah. oh my gosh, there's and so many. Age, gender, everything plays uh. a role in this. But the average macro split, they call it, is um, think of your diet as 100% pie chart. Yeah. 50% um, carbohydrates, 30% fat. Did you say? Nope. Protein. 50, 30% protein and 20% fat. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. So, for me, that looks like, that's pretty, that's actually what mine generally is. Really? I thought you would have eaten higher fat. 
than 20 percent yeah if anything it's 40 percent carb and 30 and Mm. 30 Mm. um but yeah generally that's what it is anyways so and calorie counting is pretty straightforward yeah calorie counting every food that you eat has a certain amount of energy in it there you go a calorie is a unit of energy Mm -hmm. not measurement Okay, yeah. It's energy. Okay. So. Okay. Calorie counting is, um, there are many apps out there that you can use. What have you used in the past? Only MyFitnessPal. Okay, same here. Yeah. Um, I think that's the most well-rounded one. Yeah, there was one other that I used, but I can't remember the name. Mm. Um, And so you can type in everything that you eat Mm -hmm. and I'm losing my train of thought. That's okay. You can type in everything that you eat, the amount that you've eaten, and it'll give you the amount of calories within that item. Um, It's not always the most accurate unless you make it extremely accurate. Mm -hmm. If you are weighing your food, that is the most accurate way to to do it. Um, But if you just want to get an average, you would just type in apple. Mm -hmm. And it's like your average apple is X Mm -hmm. number of calories X grams of carb, carbohydrates, X grams of protein, X grams of fat kind mm-hmm. of thing. And it breaks it down all for you. Mm-hmm. Um, because the bottom line mm-hmm. of weight gain or weight loss is that, so say you're talking about weight loss. Yeah. The bottom line is if you are eating less calories than you are expending. Yes. You will lose weight. Yes. Whether that be healthy or unhealthy, you will lose weight. And there are healthy and unhealthy ways of doing it. Many. Like, for sure. So for gaining weight, if you are eating more calories than you are expending, burning, Mm -hmm. you will gain weight. Mm -hmm. Whether in the way you want or the way you don't want. It goes both ways. So, um, everybody has a different amount of calorie goals. Mm-hmm. Male versus female is different. Yeah. Um, height versus weight is it's different. different. Athletic performance is different. Yeah, because um, if you think about it, if you're training hard, you're expending a lot more calories than someone who has a desk job. Like, it can literally be the difference of 1,200 to 8,000 per day. Yeah, it's crazy. Or more. Yeah. So everyone is different. Yeah. Um, I have found it very dangerous Mm -hmm. and I have found it very helpful. Mm -hmm. So I don't think in my personal opinion, anyone, any minor should have the ability to do it without an adult supervision. 100% agree. That is my personal opinion. Yeah, mine too. And, and, and speaking from experience, it's my personal opinion. Definitely speaking from experience. Yeah. um, For me, it became very obsessive. mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah. for sure. Um, Same, same for me. I, I really seriously tracked my macros and my calories for about a year and a half while I was vegan, Mm -hmm. probably solidly for a year actually. Um, and yeah, I became really obsessive. It, like I touched on before, the way that veganism helped me be restrictive, mm-hmm. 
tracking only made me more restrictive yeah. because I, I just, I, it became a number game and it became a game of how many calories were in each meal, what my percentages were of my mm-hmm. macros and, and food became numbers mm-hmm. to me, which it wasn't before. Yeah. And I no longer looked at it like how your Nana says. Yeah. I looked at it as just numbers just numbers which is not there was no more association yeah. to actual food yeah. it was just okay let me beat this number yeah and and something or I, get close to this number yeah and get close and if you're under it you feel successful and it like feeds into this not good thing of like pride and the thing that I really struggled with um like through high school and literally to this day um is like binging mm. and binge episodes Mm -hmm. and and that with the tracking of things Mm -hmm. only made it worse yeah because not only do you already feel guilty and basically binging is eating an excessive amount of food in a short period of time Mm -hmm. and it's like a loss of control yeah um and so when that happens Mm -hmm. and you're not in control and then you're tracking you see that number you see that number and then it became this thing of like Oh, I'm not going to track that because I feel mm-hmm. guilty, extreme guilt. And then it became this thing of like, oh, but it's no longer accurate and I'm lying to myself. And it was just this awful mind game. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I would make it really clear that you, you shouldn't if, if you're a minor. Yeah, I would, I would say the same thing. And mm-hmm. I had almost the exact same struggle. Yeah. As and I you. think it's really common, really, really common. Yeah. And, and, but like you touched on, there's a positive side because, um, if you really want to understand what macros are and understand what your food is made up of and you're in a mentally stable place with a healthy relationship with food, I think it can be really beneficial for just a short period of time. I think so. That is the complete other side of the coin. Mm-hmm. On the other side of my my perspective yeah. is that I think everybody should should macro count and calorie count at least one time in their life. Totally. Because it gives you the most honest perspective of an avocado is how many calories? And how many grams of fat? An like egg has how much protein? Yeah. You you cannot associate mm-hmm. those things until you see it in front of you. Yep. And so if you are someone that really wants to have a good connection with food yeah I think that side of things is extremely important yeah I think it can be really helpful if it's done right yeah and in a right place yeah so like uh, really like I and I come from both places totally I come from both places I've yeah. used it unhealthily and I've used it healthily okay. yeah I'd, I would like to use it again once I have a good routine and use it and set like an outcome goal for myself and use that to my advantage and see how it goes like round two kind of thing. That's a a thing I'd like to try. Yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. And if you have questions about this kind of stuff, like, please, please let us know. Like we've both used my fitness pal before. It can be a confusing app to navigate and overwhelming (laughs) and extremely overwhelming. So if you have any questions, like, please reach out. Um, I would really like to help and to help you understand what macros and micros and all those things, what they are. It's a fun conversation if you're interested. And what realistic goals are. 
Yeah, big one. Okay, so last topic that we're going to talk about for this episode is food sensitivities and what? Reintroducing foods. Oh, yeah, reintroducing foods. Okay, do you want me to tell my, yeah, my story? Yeah, you tell yours first. Okay. I'll tell mine. <laughs> okay, so um, this was, I did this, I think, last summer. Mm-hmm. So it's been a year since I really have gotten to know my sensitivities. Mm-hmm. Um, before that, I had no idea yeah. what was going on. Um, and I have a very, very, very <laughs> sensitive digestive system preaching to the choir (laughs) yeah yeah so like one thing would set me off and then okay I had the worst gas problem Mm. ever and not just gas I smelt like a burning pile of garbage (laughs) it's just that like festering like rotting from the inside and it's an awful feeling smell yeah like not good for you like that smell is not good like something was really wrong within you at that time (laughs) like your microbiome is not good girl yours was on fire like on fire (laughs) okay being real so i was like okay enough is enough i don't even (laughs) want to smell myself anymore like nolan i'm done (laughs) no i i'm very discreet about it But, um, okay, so I went from not really paying attention to what I eat to going back on my fitness pal, mostly to make sure that I was eating enough calories. Yeah. Let's put that in there Mm -hmm. to make sure I was eating enough calories because I went from eating dairy, meat, full meals to no meat, no dairy, no wheat, and no sugar. And no eggs. You probably went full vegan, didn't you? Full vegan. Yeah, so no eggs either. No honey. <sighs> full vegan, no dairy, no sugar, no wheat. Um, Because I had enough. Mm. I was peeled over in cramping pain, yeah. like, almost every day. Yeah. Um, And, like... Nolan can attest, I would be crying in bed mm-hmm. because I was cramping so bad. So uncomfortable. Yeah. Nothing to do with period cramps. Mm-hmm. So don't even try it. It was all digestive. Oh, yeah. Totally get it. So um, I bought a ton of veggies, a ton of... Um, I really relied on oats. Yeah. Chickpeas. How'd you sweeten your oats? Um, I don't think I did. Oh. Maple syrup, maybe. Oh, okay. Like, maybe, but... But I can't handle unsweetened oats. But I'm not a sweet person. I know, and Keep that's that why in mind. so different. Yeah. I would have such a hard time. Yeah. Like, I had oat milk in my coffee with no sugar. I don't love it, but, but I can drink it. Yeah. That's the only thing I, I can handle not sweet is my coffee. Oh, interesting. But, I, like, I'm such a sweet tooth <laughs> compared to you. Yeah. Yeah. So, sugar really wasn't the problem for me. Mm. It was the gluten... Um, and the dairy, uh, kind of. Um, so I'll explain. Going ve- oh, actually, this was also right after I watched Game Changers. Oh, I love that movie. Even if you're just interested in how, like, 
high performance athletes yes are vegan and how they perform that way and how it works because it's big misconception is that if you train hard and 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 you're an athlete yeah how the heck are you vegan yeah so it's it was just an interesting it's fascinating documentary Mm -hmm. and it really sparked this drive to like figure out what was wrong Mm -hmm. with my body Mm -hmm. um so I went full vegan um and I felt really good. Hmm. I was probably only full on all of those things for two weeks. So did you experience, because a lot of people when they do an intense cleanse like that, did you like the first few days, did you feel off and like weird and groggy or was it just like a straight up from there like you felt great? No, because I already eat plant-based whole food. So it was okay. So I didn't go from eating whole, super processed, like, gross stuff. Also, I drink a lot of coffee. (laughs) So... Everything flushes through you. (laughs) Yeah. So, like, maybe I was a little more tired, but there wasn't, there wasn't a big period of, like, I feel like shit. Mm -hmm. It was... It was pretty good. Like, honestly, if anything, I never felt more clear. Clean and probably, yeah. In my head. Then, like, just very focused. Mm-hmm. So that to touch on that, one of the main things I noticed while vegan too, yeah, is my focus was insane. Yeah, because you just have this like clarity. I guess I don't know how to describe it, and I, who knows? It maybe is a placebo thing. Who knows? Maybe. For me. But anyway, mm-hmm. major mental clarity. Yeah, kind of thing. Yeah. Um. So that was, oops, that was really interesting. But I knew that it was not sustainable mm-hmm. for me because I also wanted to continue training a lot um and so what did I introduce I introduced protein back first so meat meat protein and that was okay um I don't really eat a lot of meat anyways like seafood was fine chicken was okay the fattier it got the harder it got the more gassy I got. Mm, so protein, definitely. And this is all for my body. This is completely Again. different for everyone. Yeah, preface that. We're going to preface that a million times. <laughs> yeah, but it's true. Like, this this can be completely different. Yeah, we're just um, speaking from our own experience. Yeah, so protein makes me very gassy, especially red meat. Mm-hmm. Um, but it doesn't make me feel gross. Yeah, okay. Makes me a little bloated, but... And then I reintroduced dairy. What kind of dairy do you eat? Like yogurt and cheese. And that's kind of the main one? That's kind of it. Because you don't drink milk. I know you don't. No, I don't drink milk. Yogurt and cheese? No. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Because, like, A, I could never live my life without cheese. That's a hard one. And B, I just enjoy yogurt sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm. Not judging, just yeah. curious. <laughs> yeah, I think that's it though. Yeah. Um, and the same thing, interestingly, that with protein, milk, like milk products, actually don't bother me in small amounts. Hmm. Like, if, sorry, go ahead. If you were to pick a protein powder, do you ever use protein powder? Yeah, I have. Do you use a whey protein or a plant protein? Whey. Oh. I, I get way worse gas off of a plant-based yeah. one. Hmm. Yeah, because Did you use a pea protein. Yeah, Ugh. because I, well, not just like any any legume protein. Makes you bloated. Like, oh my gosh. Hmm. So, 
I'll, I'll get I'll, you to try a sprouted protein. Yeah, and that that probably would be better. But anyway, whey is better for you. Yeah, I still think milk protein is better. Th- is better for me. Yeah, no fair. Um. So yeah, milk not really a problem unless I drink a glass of milk, eat ice cream, and have a bowl of yogurt in then one it's day. Downhill from there. Then it's definitely downhill <laughs> from there. Um, <laughs> and then I reintroduced sugar. Because I was like, okay, I already know I don't have a physical problem with sugar mm-hmm. other than the fact that I really break out mm. and, like, it's just bad for you in high amounts yeah. and when it's processed, yes. right? Same thing. Back to Whole Foods. Mm-hmm. Got to be unprocessed. Yeah. Um, the other interesting thing about dairy is that I found it, it did give me some acne, mm-hmm. like a little bit. From dairy, did you From say? From dairy. Yeah. Um, and then I reintroduced gluten. And then the world fell apart. <laughs> and no, the light bulb came on. Oh, yeah. Right? So instantly, bloated, cramping, terrible pain. The agony was back. I'm making this so dramatic. <laughs> <laughs> but in the moment, it probably felt awful. My life was over all over again. Um, and I realized that now I still don't know. I can't say that it's gluten. Mm-hmm. It probably is, but, and that's any refined flour other than oat. Like, rice is okay sometimes. But, like, a whole grain wheat flour doesn't like you? Oh, no. Mm-hmm. Nope. Can't do it. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe sprouted, mm-hmm. but a uh-uh, whole grain is, like, mm, worse. Brutal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. And, and so that's when I realized my sensitivities Mm -hmm. and the reason why I went cold turkey, I cut everything out and then slowly reintroduced everything back is so that I could actually figure out what was wrong with me instead of just going, oh, well, I'll see how today goes and then think about what, what I ate. Well, I could have had pasta with carbs and, and Milk. You could put some meat in there too, and, and then meat. You, and then you never know what the problem and is. No, you go. Oh well, I think it was probably the it was probably the pasta. Yeah, Oops. no, I think that's like one of the main things. If you are experiencing like a sensitivity of any kind, that's the best way, and that's what my naturopath recommended mm-hmm. when I went and saw her. Um, when I was phasing out a vegan and figuring things out, kind of similarly, which I'll get into, but she recommended like a reintroducing um, diet is mm-hmm. a really good way to mm-hmm. sort out in your own way that in a food journal. Mm-hmm. Best yes. way. Yeah. Best, so true. best way. So my fitness pal is like a version of a fit, like a food journal, mm-hmm. but, mm-hmm. but yeah, those are, yeah. The only other observation and respect that I found while going completely plant-based and vegan is if you're an athlete or anybody that's active, like, how do you eat that many plants? Like, to get my 2,600 calorie goal, Mm -hmm. I was eating all day, and I was full all day because your diet is high in fiber. And high in fat. And high in healthy fat. Healthy, healthy fats. Healthy fat. That, like... I was never hungry, but I was never eating. I had to keep eating. I had to keep eating to maintain my calorie goal and not lose a bunch of weight. I'd eat when I was doing it right, like as a vegan and tracking a little bit. And when I was like on my game, it'd be an avocado and a half with two pieces of sprouted toast (gasps) for breakfast or like 
a tablespoon of peanut butter on each slice of bread. Like it was so high fat. My salads were obscene, like huge with more avocado and like chickpeas and black beans and brown rice and like everything. And then I slipped. But at the yeah. time, like, when you're doing it right, yeah. you eat a crazy amount of food. Yeah. Even now, like, as being more plant-based, I eat more quantity than my boyfriend mm-hmm. because, like, I just am eating more of other things. Like, he'll eat, um, like, a piece of chicken mm-hmm. and, like, rice that we'll make and some vegetables. But I'm eating, like, double his vegetables, double his rice with probably some beans on top because mm-hmm. that's how I have to get my yeah. my goals, right? Yeah. So it's just a different way of, of eating. Yeah. You eat a heck of a lot. <laughs> totally. No. Yeah. So I, through that, I gained an entirely newfound respect for, for vegans and vegetarians both. Like, yeah. <laughs> it was crazy. Yeah. So I definitely learned a lot from that experience, like, mm-hmm. personally and just about other diets no, as well. that would be a really good way to do it. Yeah. Really, okay. Really so tell tell your story yeah. um, of food sensitivities. So interestingly enough, I had no sensitivities hmm. before going vegan. I could eat anything. That was hmm. fine. I'd always hang out with friends who would, like, be uncomfortable after, and I literally... Peachy, like peachy keen, so fine. Nothing affected me. I'd eat ice cream, I'd eat bread, I'd eat everything and be fine. Now, then I'm like, hating you right now, uh, but now you understand. Oh, dude, do I ever? <laughs> oh, yeah. So I went vegan, full vegan. Mm-hmm. Um, and then as I was coming out of it and wanting to reintroduce things, I I didn't totally want to eat dairy because I had kind of um, came to the conclusion that it was what was bothering my skin. And I never had bad acne or anything. I was really, really lucky in that sense. But what I did have was a really uneven texture. Mm. So I didn't have... It was hard to explain, but not acne. But yeah, see, I didn't have it like up in my like eyebrow area I had it along like my cheekbones and it was just bumps that's totally dairy for you it is and so I kind of knew at that point that I was like you know what I can do without dairy I made it this long without cheese I can keep going Mm. naive me at the time (laughs) but I was like okay don't really care about dairy but I'm still going to reintroduce it to see what happens um eggs sure let's reintroduce it too and we'll just do fish I think I even just did dairy and eggs for the first bit Mm. um so dairy when I reintroduced that one, insane, chronic bloating. Really? I would be at work, keeled over, and to, to even add to this, and I think it had a lot to do with my sensitivity, I also had a stomach ulcer at the time, so literally had a hole in my stomach. Oh my god. So, not a great time to reintroducing things, but whatever, <laughs> I did it anyway. But, so, awful, awful pain, awful pain, and, like, the bumps came back. I also would get bumps on my arms, like, yeah. I would just get really bumpy arms, and it was just not good. And so I was like, you know what? Don't need it. <laughs> I know I don't like it. And yeah. like, I don't need it. Then I tried eggs. And this was the one that was really weird for me. I got the weirdest rash on my upper lip. I actually just remember you talking about this yep. and saying that you don't know what the hell is going on, but you think you had an egg allergy. And and that's what I thought. I, and I didn't realize at the time, like I reintroduced eggs because I was like, I really want to have like a good protein breakfast. Like I was just feeling like I was lacking that energy mm-hmm. and I wanted a high protein breakfast. And so I'd reintroduce eggs and then I would go to work and then my lips would start to tingle and I'd be at work and I'd be like, what the hell is going on? Like my <sighs> lips are stinging, which is so bizarre. And then I'd go into like the bathroom 
bathroom and I'd check and I'd have like a red mustache basically and it was always on like one side and it would just be super inflamed and red and dry and like painful and I would take these like allergy pills that one of the like um, nutritionists gave me at the store and it would like it would go away so I was like okay I have an allergy to something uh-huh. and I was like what have I been doing and I was like eggs so then I stopped for a bit it went away <gasps> it took me I eat eggs all the time now it took six months of like going through it and dealing with it for my body to get used to it again. Literally six months. I find that stuff so fascinating. So Because like I said, I had no problem with it before, but my body somehow, and I even talked to my naturopath about this too. She's like, basically what you did was a reintroducing diet without even really trying, but you realized that your body got accustomed to how you were eating. And then it got really thrown off when you tried to bring it back. Wow. I eat them. They're fine. Love it. I feel really good when I eat them. Nothing happens, but it was bizarre. That is so crazy. Yeah. Isn't that the, and it's such a weird reaction that like I had no idea at the time, but yeah, those are my two major, or dairy is like my major sensitivity. Gluten makes me bloated. Yeah. But that's, I'll still eat it. Mm -hmm. I stick to sprouted or sourdough, Mm -hmm. Um, but like white flour. I'm like a balloon. My fingers yeah. even get puffy. My yeah. arms and legs get puffy. My rings get tight. Yeah. Like, I just get puffy. You know what? <laughs> like you were talking about earlier. That's why. Yeah. I literally... Okay. I literally was just talking to Shay in the car earlier. Yeah. And I, my ring, like, fell off of my finger. So I bet you. And I said to her, I was like, you know what's really strange... I haven't lost any weight, but I can take both of my rings easily off my fingers. And now you can't because you had sourdough bread. Which I couldn't before. Also, I might be a little dehydrated. And that's the other thing. So the two things that make me puffy are salt. We're different in this way because you actually... No, but I, I am amazed. Like, I find it crazy how much salt you can consume because I literally, like... I'd have, like, hot dog fingers if I ate the salt that you ate. Like, it makes me hold so much water. Hmm. Whereas for you, it somehow doesn't. (laughs) I think it has to do with the amount that I sweat. Like, you sweat, but... I don't sweat like you. Dude, I pour buckets when I work out. And I think what it is is I also hate sweating. So if I feel myself getting there, I, like, slow down. I'm like, I don't like it, I don't like it, I don't like it. Oh, yeah, no. I'm, like, wiping my face with my shirt. Like, it's... It's dripping. Oh, yeah. So it probably has a lot to do with it either. Like, yeah. You're just excreting it. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> for sure. Anyways, what was I? T- okay. That would make so much sense. And that's the thing about bloating. People don't realize when you think bloating, you think of your stomach. Yeah. I bloat everywhere. It's everywhere. My legs, my thighs. Literally, I sometimes I need to measure them and then eat gluten and then measure them because my thighs will bloat. They'll basically just puff up. My arms puff. I like my cheeks get puffy. You guys, I literally this is a new revelation <laughs> for me. Like I'm learning new things all the time too. Yeah. This is such a perfect moment. I because, knew we'd love this episode. <laughs> oh my gosh! Like that makes so much sense. I haven't been super strict with no gluten until like the last five months and there you go that is exactly why ah yeah so totally cool oh, i love that i love that realization <laughs> Ding! Light light bulb. Bulb just went off. <laughs> yeah oh man oh, that's awesome okay um oh the last thing 
other thing that I want to touch on that just has really helped me. So, like, if anyone is listening to this and they're like, oh, my God, that's me, like, the bloating and, like, the sensitivities and whatever, um, the one thing that I stand by, and you still haven't gotten on No, yet, I know what you're But I literally, <laughs> like, my family and Tyler make fun of me because if, like, I'm over and we're having pizza, they're like, do you have your stuff? And I, like... Digestive enzymes are my lifesaver. I need So to give you a definition, um, basically digestive enzymes take the place of your natural enzymes that your body produces. Um, They help break down carbs, fats, and proteins. Um, Once foods are broken down, nutrients are absorbed into your body through the wall of the small intestine and distributed through the bloodstream. So what the enzymes I buy are specifically to help you break down proteins and carbohydrates in the form of dairy and things like that Mm. and 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 wheat and like carbohydrates that way so Mm. anytime I am anticipating a meal where I'm like having a treat Mm -hmm. I pop two of them and it makes the world of a difference so that yeah if you have any questions about those I've tried many different brands many different kinds I know my favorites so Mm. feel free to reach out (laughs) yeah that's a really good one I definitely need to try them they're great I keep a little pack in my purse yeah I go (laughs) I'm ready. No, I need to. I need to, yeah. to try that for sure. Yeah. Okay. That um, was a lot. That was a lot. I really hope that um, whoever is listening can take something away from this. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I hope this helped someone. Yeah. I really hope that. Um, I hope it, you resonated with it. Like yeah. I hope something. You were like, ah, oh, yes, like I, I get that, yeah, kind of thing. Yeah, we're we're speaking from a place of love, mm-hmm. a place of understanding, um, and a place from personal experience. Mm-hmm. So, if you want to talk about your own personal experience, we're yeah. here to listen. I think we can claim that we are like the most judgment-free zone. <laughs> absolutely literally like no judgment whatsoever like we just want to talk and we just want to hear your stories and and get other opinions because we only have our own yeah awesome well that concludes episode four four wow look at us we're on a roll oh that's so so great um so yeah episode four of the vera podcast um stay true to you and we'll be back next monday